one, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Lean. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. Folks, we do appreciate your patience. We are back and hopefully better than ever. We will have to wait and see how this thing goes, but we have been chomping at the bit. We hope you all had a blessed and very fulfilling Thanksgiving holiday and long weekend with your loved ones, Wyatt, alongside myself, Ryan Mitchell, as always. Wyatt, how was your Thanksgiving? How are you doing as we step back into some more UMAC hoops conversation? Well, I tell you, I'm going to see how many different, like, Thanksgiving, not metaphors, I guess, but different ways I can word that in here tonight since I didn't really get the chance to do it much the last time we were on. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving as well. Things were good over at the Morell household. Uh, got to see a lot of family, uh, eat some good food, and, you know, watch football. All the got that good stuff going on. So it was good. And, you know, I know the listeners want to get us back on the mic. We needed the time, Ryan, to really get our mind right and get into the right mindset here now that we approach UMAC play. And this is always one of my favorite uh, episodes to record because this is where we get to pick our fantasy basketball teams, and that's the main focus of this episode here tonight. And uh, it's always fun to see how things align and work out, and we'll, of course, sprinkle in some storylines along the way while we uh, pick our teams, but this is always one of my favorite ones. I don't know if you feel that way, but I'm looking forward to it. I absolutely do, Wyatt, and it's coming fast around the corner here where it's literally next Friday conference play starts. And so next week we're going to talk more about matchups and get into predictions and whatnot. But before we do that, we got to draft our squads, Wyatt. There's some mm-hmm. serious pressure as we're recording this tonight. Well, I mean, I'm a little nervous. I mean, for us, it's just a game. I mean, I guess for the athletes, it's just a game too, but there's a little bit more on the line for them. So me and you, we just get to sit in our chairs and pick our teams and then watch all the action. They actually got to go out there and do it. So uh, you may feel pressure, but uh, you know me after being the champion on both sides last year, because I did win the fantasy basketball portion of the competition, you won the predictions. I feel pretty good. I'm, I'm very calm, cool, collected ready to go. So uh, you got your work cut out for you once again. Yeah, I would expect nothing less. But thankfully uh, for me this year, Wyatt, well, at least we think this. I mean, this could be wrong. But there is no Hannah Geisfeld on the board uh, that could potentially sign, seal, deliver, lock up a competition. And not that I did you dirty there by saying, well, I'll take the first pick on the women's (laughs) side. You can have the first pick on the men. But I certainly had that in the back of my mind when we were doing that. And you're absolutely right. If if somebody starts putting up those kind of numbers on either side, the women's or the men's side, I would be shocked because what she did was just incredible. And, uh, you know, it was a full team effort. So shout out to the entire squad. But she certainly <laughs> was the leader and led the way. So, I mean, got to give her a lot of credit. But, yeah, looking forward to it and diving into it. Before we do, should uh, throw the shout out, as always, if you want to get involved. We take questions. We like to interact. Haven't gotten into that quite as much yet. 
this year, but that's pretty typical for this time of the year, I would guess. It'll start to pick up a little bit once we get into conference play. Uh, you can always uh, look for us on Twitter, unlike any other, the UMAC, and you can uh, DM us there, give us a follow. We post the links to all these episodes on there, uh, some other stuff there, and then, of course, the email, UAO the umac at gmail.com uh, we check that regularly and uh, would love to see you uh, get in our uh, email there if you have any questions and want to interact that way so now that we uh, threw in that shameless plug as always i think we can get into it so uh, what do you want to do here ryan we want to start on the uh, women's side and then go to the men's side after that ladies first absolutely i like it all right, I got to check my notes again here because I know we squared this away before we hopped on. I already forgot, but oh, okay. It looks like I got the first pick, so uh, let's yeah, see what somehow, I want to do. Somehow, some here. way, we determined that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, okay, here we go, and uh, this this will be very interesting, like you said, because there is no Hannah Geisfeld on the board this year. There is a lot of quality players, so I'll be interested to see who you take at two and three after I make this first pick. We recorded our preview episode not that long ago. Was that the last one we actually did? Man, my memory is bad. Was that, ago, was, yep. Yeah, was that yep. our last one? Uh, my conference player of the year uh, isn't going to be the person I take, number one. Now, listen to me wow. here. Listen to me. I'm going to defend myself. Just because I picked someone to win conference player of the year, remember, there's a lot of factors that went into that because the player I took was, of course, Kalen Christian over at uh, Superior. And again, with a couple of the years that they're coming off of what they once used to be, I looked at it from the standpoint of if she leads that team, which I expect her to do, and they get deep into the playoffs, make a run, and maybe even who knows what they can do because we, we think it's wide open. If they do that, I think she could absolutely be up there for player of the year in a race that's going to be wide open. With that being said, just like you see in the Heisman race in Division One football, the MVP, things like that, you know, there's a difference between being the best player or, you know, scoring the most fantasy points. So I'm going to go with Miranda Wagner. I know you would have took her if you had the opportunity, but I'm going to take wow. it. And, and I feel okay. Wow. I feel okay about it because she's wow. going to put up monster numbers all year. She did that again while we're recording this podcast in another performance. And I, I just look at what she's going to be able to do. I've seen nothing but greatness from her early on this season and with it being wide open it's tough having the number one pick on the women's side because to be honest there's a lot more ways it could go wrong rather than it could go right like on the men's side I feel like you know you can't really go wrong with who you choose here it's still so open you don't really know how it's going to turn out but I feel comfortable taking her and uh, kind of reassessing after you make your next pick so that's what I'm doing Miranda Wagner is the top overall pick on the women's side this year what a shock. I mean, I'm looking back at what happened last year, Wyatt, and we should remind people there are going to be eight rounds for this, and it'll be snake style. So if I'm doing this correctly, Wyatt, I get the next two picks, correct? You get the next two, then I get two, then you okay. get two, and we just go back and forth. Also, the scoring system hasn't changed for those that remember. You know, a point is a point, so if you score a layup, you get two points. Every rebound, assist, steal block is worth one. Uh, turnovers minus one. We're not doing extra scoring for a double-double or a triple-double. We want Bauman <laughs> to still, you know, want to do this, and we're not going to put that much on him. So, uh, and by the way, shout-out to Matthew Bauman for being willing to do this. We did confirm yes. with him that he will be uh, keeping track of all the scoring for us and the predictions again this year, so we do appreciate that. But you are correct. You will get the next two picks here. And, and be honest, would you have taken Wagner if you had the opportunity here in this spot? You mean if I had one overall? 
no, right now, if I wouldn't have oh, taken okay. her and number one, mm. would you have taken her again? Or are you thinking I'm way off here going at number one with Wagner? Originally, I was thinking drop her a little bit further. I mean, for context, last year was way different, okay? For starters, five of the eight players that you selected are no longer available to take. And then for me... Yeah. Six out of the eight players I took are no longer on the board yeah. this well, year, and, and so all it the is fir- a massive and, well, turnover. And all the first-team all-conference players were all, you know, gone, and there's there's just not a lot, you know, of returning production from last year. There's a lot of good players still, but all that production is gone now. So, like I said, it's very open. At least on the men's side, there's a little bit more coming back and more to go off of. Yeah, it is a, a wild card for sure. And Miranda Wagner went in the sixth round a year ago when we did this, and now she's going number one overall. So I'll uh, I'll quit building this thing, Wyatt, because you're just saying already, Ryan. Come on, just take somebody already. Hey, there's there's so, good to- always talking points near the top, though. You know, there's always that uh, scrutiny of the top pick. So who do you got? Uh, let's get into it. Who you got for two and three? Yeah, there's a. Uh, so many names that we could go to here, Wyatt, as we look at what's happened so far early in this 2022-23 campaign. And we can look over what we have so far in non-conference play from these players, but things are going to change and continually develop as we move on and on and on. And you're just saying, okay, just get to the thing already. I am going to go actually ride or die with who I picked as the player of the year. And I got two picks anyway, and she's got to be one of them, so I'm going to start with Haley Meyer out of Bethany Lutheran College. She is my player of the year selection, and she is my first selection in fantasy basketball as I am officially writing this down on paper as we move along. So now I get the first pick of the second round. Do you have any feedback, critiques, I'll, I'll you on that selection? Give your next one, and then I'll just kind of talk about both of them. Okay, that is fair. So this one, I honestly went over a couple of names, and I kind of pinned these in a couple tiers, if you will, with what we have available on the board to take early, and then maybe tiers after that, and I'm just going to leave it vague right there. I next, on my squad, am going to take a player that I feel like is going to round out a lot of stats in different categories, is going to get a ton of opportunities, is going to be the go-to late shot clock for this squad going to be able to put up a lot of shots both from the outside and on the inside and she's going to grab a lot of rebounds as well and I fortunately have been able to see her play in person already multiple times this season I'm going to take the sophomore out of Jordan Minnesota Lexi Hagen of the Northwestern Eagles is my second pick well, I'll just say I already had it written down before you even made the pick. So I knew I knew where you Both were going. Both of them? Not, not, not the first one. I kind of had a suspicion you were going to take Meyer, and then after you did take Meyer, and like as soon as you started talking, I could tell where you were going with that next one. And I can't fault you for either of those. They're going to have a lot of production. They're on what we think will be two of the better teams. And like you said, I think uh, Hagen early on averaging like seven rebounds a game. And, and again, it's a small sample size right now. But you expect those numbers to continue once we get into UMAC play. So, no, I'm not going to fault you on either of those. I absolutely would have took one of them in this next portion here on my next two picks if one of them was still available. So I think that says a lot about your choices. All right. Let's get into my second round pick. And then, of course, I get the third one as well. So you put me in an interesting spot because... Uh, you did take, you know, the next two that I think were the best two remaining options off the board. Well, thank you. You're but, buttering me up. <laughs> hey, guess what? That means you left 
you you left my preseason pick of the year out there, we, and that's where I'm going to go next. Them. So I'm doing that for you. Yep. I was able to get her, and I didn't even need to take her number one. So you know we're going to go back to Christian, and we're going to take her, Kaylin Christian from Superior again. Somebody that I think is going to have to lead that team this year. She's going to get a lot of shot opportunities, play a lot of minutes for this squad. She can hit the three ball. So that is going to be my second round pick there. And then my third round pick, again, kind of going back and forth here on this. I'm going to go, we're going to head on over to downtown U. Mm. And we're going to go with uh, Talso, Joel Talso. I was going to say, you have to say which one, because there are sisters on the team. So thank you for that clarification. Yes, and, and we're going to go with her. <laughs> we're going to go with her. There was a couple other options I was debating here for this next pick based on what was left on the board, but uh, I, I feel comfortable taking her. Again, she can step outside and shoot it. Uh, someone who is going to score a lot for that team, I think, this year and kind of pick up the role for some of the production that left. And so uh, I'll go uh, Talso with my third pick. So we'll go uh, Christian and Talso for me uh, in rounds two and three. Spreading the love around, how about this, Riot? Through five picks, we have a Lumberjill, a Viking, a Yellow Jacket, an Eagle, and a Ram. And Five and, different squads. And what does that say? Well, it says how balanced and open the conference truly is, whether it's for player of the year or which team's going to come out on top. And it also just kind of goes to show, uh, you know, we, we recognize some of the players that are returning in this conference, and uh, we're picking basically what we think are going to be the best players on each of these teams. Or at least that's the way I look at it, because you would assume they're going to get a lot of production. Yeah, this is a volume game, uh, Wyatt. That is that is the key with this. That's the key to fantasy football success, in my opinion. You don't have to have guys on great teams. Volume is the hottest commodity in really any fantasy sport, I think, that you play, at least in my opinion. So, will the trend continue, Wyatt? Well, I pick a player that is on a different team, and we have six different schools represented in the first six picks. I would, well, okay, I'm not going to guarantee that with this one, but I will guarantee before it gets back to me, I bet you do. Okay, that's fair. We got some options here. This is difficult. I, I may need some help from you here. No, you're not going to give me any help. I'll, I'll tell you who I, I, I want you to take, and then I'll take who I really want if, if you'd like. But So I'm fiddling right now between two different players, and I think you may know where I'm going with this right now actually. well hey the good news is you got two guy. picks here ryan so i you do can have take two both picks. of them i could take both of them but i may be putting too many eggs into one basket now i'm kind of tipping my hand as far as what am i what i'm thinking of doing if you are tracking with me because one of them is maybe more of a little bit of a certain commodity at least it feels that way and another one is a wild card who is a transfer into the school and I know next to nothing about other than the few games that are on the schedule. <laughs> okay. You know the names I'm talking about. I think I do basically. now. Okay. So we're talking about Bridgeport Tussler's Club out in St. Bonifacius, the new look for the Crown College Polars. Which one do I want to take? Because I want one of them, Wyatt. Okay? And one of them's more of a roll of the dice, and the other one was really a big factor a season ago, and we didn't even take her. As I'm looking back, Wyatt, 
Do you remember that neither one of us even had Mackenzie Latsky? I mean, how bad was that on our I part? do. I remember <laughs> she was kind of the one on the women's side that we messed up on, and there was somebody on the men's side we missed too, and we knew that was going to happen. It might have been Lad. Was it Lad? Uh, so it was both the crown. We missed on uh, uh, Justin Castro, I know. And, I, yeah, none, neither I one think, of us had Lad either. We yeah, so we, we messed that up. That was pretty poor. But, again, it was our first year doing the pod, so yeah, I'm going to give us a little give bit a of a break. break. Yeah. This year we don't have as much of an excuse if we miss people. But, again, there's always a few freshmen or, like you said, transfers or different people that you don't know about right now that we will be talking about at the end of the year. So there is going to be some misses on us. But, uh, yeah, you're right. She was uh, one we didn't pick. Is that where you're going with this one? I'm going to go with the safe play, and I'm going to take Mackenzie Latsky as my number three overall pick. And I do have a little bit of pause, and I think she would even admit to this, Wyatt, if you asked her that she's been a little slow out of the gates. But what's the word that I just used? Uh, Volume. Oh, there she you go. is going to have. <laughs> sorry, I, I put you on the spot. She's uh, going to have massive volume for Coach Tussler's club this season. She's going to be stroking it from deep all the time, and it does matter. Like we said, wide, if you have the ball in your hands more, and you're trying to set up teammates more, those could lead to turnovers. Again, they're all counting stats that are positive for points, assists, rebounds, blocks, steals. Turnovers though are minus one, but she's kept. Really good care of the basketball so far early this season. Just four turnovers thus far. She's going to continue to put up three-point looks, and I think her field goal percentage numbers from the field and both from downtown are going to go up. So I'm taking Mackenzie Latsky. Are you going to give me another pat on the back and say that's another one I would have done? That that, that is no that that okay. is same same thing you said we missed it last year that was not going to happen this time around it was kind of just a matter of when she got picked and if it would have got back to me when she was still on the board yeah that would have been an easy choice for me so now's the tough one because I kind of already alluded to it I could double dip here and we could break the streak we've had six different schools represented in the first six picks well here's the deal you you can you mentioned play it safe you take her you can approach it you want the best players or you can approach it you want the variety and you want different people from different teams you know what i mean so that if yep. uh, you know one of these teams has an off shooting night you're you're not going to you know have all your whatever yep, yep. you're not going to have all of your uh, eggs in that basket if you will so i don't know what are, what are you going to do this is a tough decision so you and i both know the other player that we're thinking of over at crown but then when i look at other ones too i could double up at another school or do I go to a club in Martin Luther or Minnesota Morris who's yet to be represented? Because those are the only two schools that have yet to have a player selected. So this is a tough one, Wyatt. It is, but you are <laughs> going to have to make the choice. I can't do it for you. So I'm not going to give you any tips or hints here or what I would do. I'm going to make you do this no, one on I, your own. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't. Absolutely. So <laughs> we talk about volume and consistently putting up lots of shots night in, night out. And... If we go to another school, I think that can really be the case for the Bethany Lutheran College Vikings. And they have a lot of talent back. Even though they don't have a Hannah Geisfeld, they have plenty of capable players. And I think right at the top of the list, obviously, with my selection, is Haley Meyer with what she's done early this season and with what we saw a season ago. But they also have some other experience back as well and some names that are worth considering. Now, I had Sarah Kotke a season ago. She had some injury issues, though, and wasn't on the floor as much as I would have liked her to be for my squad. 
so far this year, she's also had some injury issues out of the gates, okay? Ashley Shindell, when we go down one further, she was launching a lot of shots even a season ago, spacing the floor with a Hannah Geisfeld. There's no Hannah Geisfeld anymore, so those three-point attempts aren't going to be as open often for Shindell this season. But when we talk about volume, and three points is worth more than two. I don't know if, if you didn't know that, Wyatt. I, I, I think Kaylee Meyer and Ashley Shindell are both going to get a ton of field goal attempts for Bethany Lutheran. And so if I leave her on the board, I think you maybe would have taken her. I could leave a player or two by the wayside, but I cannot let this turn go away without taking Ashley Shindell. And so now I have two Vikings on the roster as I hand it back to you. Yeah, and honestly, not a bad pick there by any means. I actually probably wouldn't have taken her, though. So I'm going to make you feel bad about yourself. You could have got yeah. her later on. So if I steal one of your players here, you'll be thinking, oh, man, what could have been? So Well, uh, I'll that... be laughing later when she's the second-best player in the conference. <laughs> you will. If that if that's the way it shapes up, absolutely. So, okay, so we have six different schools represented right now, Ryan, through seven picks. The other two, the other two are going to get a little bit of love here. All right. Wow. You remember who I had nice for Martin guy. Luther a year ago? I do. I have you it was your fifth round selection. What round are we in? This is round four. All right, four. I'll wait one. I'll wait one <laughs> and I'll take her again in round five. So we'll go the other way then with this fourth pick. We're gonna go over to Coach Grove Squad at Minnesota Morris. They're so balanced, Ryan. It's kind of tough to figure out for sure who you want in this team. Very but the tough. one yep. the, the one thing I do like from what I've seen is Mallory Anderson gets rebounds. She also scores. She has the potential to kind of have those big games down low. I'm going to go Mallory Anderson here with this fourth pick. And again, I, I, I almost shied away from this. And again, Morris, I expect to be one of the better teams in the conference. But again, they're so balanced from a fantasy standpoint, they might not put up great numbers. But I feel confident enough having her on the squad that we're going to go with her in the fourth round. And then, like I mentioned, we're going to go back to what we had last year over at Martin Luther. And uh, early That's on... Center fielder. Yep. Wait, what? She's, I mentioned it last time in the women's preview. She's a center fielder as well on the softball squad. Oh, on the softball field. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You keep on mentioning that. See, Ryan, remember, I was a baseball player. <laughs> so back, you know, when we were playing, I, I couldn't be focused on, you know, the, the softball and knowing who is where. Like, you get to call the softball game. So you got more yeah, information than I yep. do. <laughs> you, you, you got all the extra little tips and hints here. But, no, we're going to Jordan Heckendorf with this selection here in the fifth round. Uh, she's already getting a lot of assists early on. She scores. She had a couple of big scoring games a year ago. And, you know, there's other players that could step up and kind of take some of that production away. But I expect her to be the main driving force over there this year uh, for the Knights. So I'll uh, – or at least one of them. And in a year where you obviously are high on them and thinking they're going to have a good year – uh, I, I I will take Jordan Heckendorf. So we have all eight schools just like that represented. And we didn't plan it that way, Ryan. We we said we were very clear. We don't have to have a representative from each school, but here we are. Lo and behold, it just worked out that way now, uh, nine picks in. We're nice guys. What can we say? We want to appease everyone. No, no one listening I'm, right now can I'm, be upset. No, no <laughs> I'm trying to win. I, I'm doing this because I want to win, Ryan. That's the only reason I've made these selections. That is very fair, and I just want to point out as well, you had Heckendorf last year. Did you know you also had Mallory Anderson on your squad last year? 
Apologies <laughs> to Anderson. I can't remember everybody that was on the team. Seventh round selection. We're running it back. We're running now it she's back. She's a fourth round selection. Yep. Hey, we're running it back. And I probably would have took Heckendorf uh, a fourth, but because you said that, I wanted to, you know, we, we, we mix that up. She'll be a fifth round selection each year. But hey, they're coming back. We're going back to back, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So there you go. Now, uh, what do you got for us with uh, your next two selections here? Yeah, so what I was contemplating before, Wyatt, and almost did but didn't do, I can now pull the trigger on that, where I was going to go back-to-back with the Mm -hmm. same school, Mm -hmm. and I was going to pick the two leading catalysts over at Crown College, and I took the more known commodity because I wanted the safer bet. But, Wyatt, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Maddie Heckox? It's either that or it's Heckox, Heckox. I don't know. I don't know for sure. So she's a graduate from Illinois, transferring into the program for this season. And, you know, we don't know how the rest of the season, excuse me, obviously is going to develop for the Polars. But through three games, I mean, Coach Tussler, you can't be disappointed with your point guard averaging 19 points a game, shooting at 61% from the field, and playing a ton of minutes at just a minute under what Latsky's playing. I mean, both of them only leave the floor for about five minutes per game. So... You can't be disappointed with what she's doing early on. It's one of the more unknown selections that I'm going to make. More of the ones that I've had, I have information, if you want to put it that way. But this one, I can't pass up on. Because if she can continue to be this efficient and lead the way, and she's not going to get the same number of looks as Latsky, like I said. But Wyatt, we saw a season ago, Latsky next to Dom Urbina, both of them. I mean, we argued one of them should have been on first team. That didn't happen. But both of them easily were able to have meaningful contributions and there was enough love to go around and they could each have the basketball enough to be worthy contributors as far as the conference as a whole. So I'm going to have two Crown College guards give me, and again, apologies if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly yeah. for polar mm-hmm. supporters listening, Maddie Heacox we will go with. I'm going to take the graduate is my fifth selection that would be a great opportunity for someone to let us know email us uh, how you pronounce Absolutely. it at uh, uao the umac at gmail.com and uh, we're going to be hearing a lot from her that's the kind of pick that could win you this thing you know a steal in the fifth round like this i shied away just because like you said she transferred in. i just don't know enough about her haven't seen her play I, I just didn't feel comfortable pulling the trigger on that one. But you're kind of all in right now with Crown and uh, Bethany Lutheran. So we'll see where you go here with pick number six. Yeah, sometimes you got to take a risk wide. I mean, you know that full well. We can't be, you know, super safe across the board with all this. I mean, it's going to take some risks in stepping out on a ledge. And we'll see that maybe even more on the guy side of things once we get to that. But in order to have success in this, that is uh, what it is going to take for sure. So... When we look at some overall numbers here, we're starting to cross off more and more names, Wyatt. So this is where the rubber meets the road a little bit. And these are the selections that could win you this whole competition. And so I'm looking over in New Ulm. We got a couple options there who we could have potentially. I know, folks, this sounds like it was very on the fly. Trust me, we did tons and tons of research, and I'm just building this. I already have all my selections done, Wyatt. I'm just building this thing. Hey, uh, you're going to feel even worse about yourself when I beat you than after you put all this time in and I just hopped on quick and I'm running through it, I guess. Hey, no, you're I'm not kidding. supposed I'm to kidding, admit that. Come on. I'm kidding, You're not the common man. <laughs> hey, I could be, though. I could be. I could do it by, you know, just the seat of my pants. But go, go ahead. What do you got for us? 
So I mentioned all these places, Mankato, I've been to a lot. I've been to um, St. Bonifacius so far in this one. But Wyatt, why don't we go back to Superior? Okay. There's one Yellow Jacket who's been taken off the board so far. It is a rebuilding phase for Coach Carpenter's club now. You already took Kaylin Christian. I mean, that's not too much of a shock. I don't think that you know she's going to be the first Yellow Jacket to be taken off the board. But do they deserve another player being taken off the board before this thing all wraps up and is all said and done with? You're asking me? <laughs> yes. I mean, it, help me out here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of different ways you can go. At this point, I don't really think there's a right or wrong selection or answer at this point. It's just a matter of what you look at and what you value at this point and, you know, where you want your production to come from, whether it's scoring, if you think you're going to get somebody maybe that does the smaller things, like the rebounding assists, not that they're obviously they're a huge part of the game, but it's just kind of what you value and what you see with the season as far as how it's going to play out. Yeah, so all that being said, this is one of those rolls of the dice where I think, you know, you could have so many different opinions when it comes to the UW Superior Yellow Jackets and what we're going to see from them this season. And there's a couple different directions, I think, that you could go with this one. But I'm going to roll the dice a little bit here. I'm going to take the... Junior out of Duluth, a Hermantown High School product, Britton Kukowski, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, from the Superior Yellow Jackets. Some really inspiring performances and some maybe left to be desired, but hey, they're figuring their way out with a brand new head coach and we'll see how it goes for them. But Wyatt, I'm rolling the dice a little bit, maybe leaving the door open for you, but you got to take risks in order to win this thing. So my sixth selection the second yellow jacket off the board. And again, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. And again, if you're a jacket fan listening, let us know if I'm saying this incorrectly or just confirm for us if we are saying it correctly. UAO the UMAC at gmail.com. Britton Kukowski Wyatt, my sixth selection. All right, very nice. With my sixth pick, and I'm glad you didn't go back to St. Paul at Northwestern because then you would have had two, you know, from three different teams. But uh, I was worried about it, but we did make it all the way back around. You can tell me if I pronounce this one wrong because, you know, you do their games and everything. I'm assuming. I may not know, though. <laughs> I would hope you would I better know. know. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I was going to say you better know for your job, but <laughs> I'm going to go with the sophomore, Riley. I'm assuming it's just Hershey, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, that, that's what it looked like. Here's the deal, Ryan. What impresses me most about her box score so far is that she's not even starting yet, and I would assume that's going to change at some point if she keeps doing – what she's been able to do now granted a lot of that comes from a, a career high performance of 26 points recently but she's averaging 13 and a half a game the other thing I really like and I'll, I'll probably jinx her here by saying this but <laughs> early on she doesn't turn the ball over she's only got two turnovers so far this year in four games so she's not going to cost me points you know going backwards with turnovers because remember it's negative one for a turnover so if it plays out the way I see it playing out I think she'll eventually at least if she continues this production come into a starting role on this team and it's only going to go up and up I, I don't know you've got to watch them play what do you think of that selection and her I guess as a player and uh, what they're going to do do you think that could be a chance that she starts as the season moves along 
That's the biggest question, Why You hit the nail on the head. I mean, Northwestern's only played four games. They don't have any seniors on this club. There's lots of new faces getting roles. But for Riley, it may not be much longer. Like you said, if she's playing at this level, how can you keep her out of the starting lineup much longer? But that's what's tough with Northwestern. I mean, I think Grace Landvik would even admit to you that she's been disappointed with her start, and she'll continue to get opportunities. But eventually, is she taken out and Riley's inserted in as the starting point guard? Yeah. I don't know. That could happen. I mean, and like you said, she's distributing the ball well for others, but you're talking about her career performance. There was a stretch against the Lakeland University Muskies where there was no hesitation whatsoever in the Erickson Center a few Saturdays ago, and she was stroking it from deep, and she was feeling real good. And then she helped ice the game at the free throw line. And so especially when you can stroke it from the outside as she is at 42% from downtown through four games, it could become a factor, Wyatt, of a player proving to their coach – you can't keep me coming off the bench any longer. I mean, you like that six-man, six-woman role, if you will, but if you're producing at that level and it's a difference between wins and losses for Coach Call's club, if Riley's out there long enough, then, yeah, she's going to get more time. But if she's inserted into that starting lineup, does her production change potentially and she's more effective coming off the bench? I don't know. I could go in circles about that. But, no, I do not fault you, Wyatt, for that selection, and that's something the Eagles got to figure out. Another sophomore who has a lot of talent but hasn't had a ton of experience and spots are up for grabs right now at UNW. So, yeah, I like the selection. I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that you thought I made a good pick. I don't want to second-guess myself. I like that selection, actually, for the value I'm getting here in the sixth round to wrap that up with that pick. Uh, Again, I'm assuming if she continues to do what she has done, she's going to get opportunities to start, play more minutes, and just continue to see her numbers go up. So that's that's the reasoning behind that selection. Massive wild card, too. I think our last two selections are both wild cards because it comes down to their playing time has a huge variance. Pretty much, yeah. Well, and she's playing a lot even coming off the bench early on. I was looking at the minutes. She's still getting a lot of minutes off the bench. And I guess I would hope it just goes up assuming she starts. But even if she doesn't, I like the idea that she still is going to get opportunities off the bench to do some damage at least. That is very fair. You have one more selection. Sure. I do. Sure. And this this is where it gets tough. Uh, I mean, it's been tough throughout the entirety of it. But <laughs> at this point, Ryan, we get to this stage of our draft. And it, there's just no way to know for sure with some of these selections what you're going to be getting, you know, as far as is this player going to have a breakout year? You know, are they going to end up not playing very much? I think we're at that point where you just don't know for sure with some of these players. So the way I'm approaching this is I'm looking at all of our different selections here, and we have a couple of girls selected from, you know, the same team. So I'm going to go back to a team where we have only had one player selected so far. And I'm going to go back to the Cougars over at Minnesota Morris. And I kind of went back and forth on this one. But I'm going to go with Haley Wolschlager. And she's going to be my seventh selection from Minnesota Morris. So that's going to be my pick. So now I got two players from the Cougars. Again, that could really backfire on me because of how balanced they are. Or it could be really great if they turn out to be the two leaders of this squad. And they have as good of a season as we know they can. So... To me, that's, at this point, the storyline of my draft is I'm banking on Minnesota Morris getting some big numbers from them. They've struggled to score early this year. I think that changes once they get into conference play, and I think they'll be the two driving forces behind that. So if I'm hearing you correctly, Mr. Morell, are saying, Coach Grove, because we know he listens to this. He does. You need to get shot attempts 
and keep Mallory Anderson and Haley Wolschlager on the floor. Well, see, he'll probably, <laughs> in spite uh, 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 of me, do, you know, go the other way. Because didn't I? I think I didn't really pick them last year in the tournament or down the stretch. And so you picked uh, Superior to upset them in the first round. And yeah, I don't know if so he still forgave you for that. I hope he has. But uh, obviously, he's going to coach the way he needs to coach that best serves his team and gives them the opportunity to win. Again, they're so balanced. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how their production fares this year, the different volume that they're going to give their players. And they're trying to figure things out early on, I think, just as every team is. But I'll uh, roll the dice with with those two selections. And, you know, if somebody else ends up stepping up for them, which, again, uh, another one I had on the list, and maybe you'll take or maybe you won't, Jaden Sondral was one I debated going back and forth. But other than those three, if somebody else has a monster year over there for Morris, they're going to have as good of a year that we kind of expected or think they could have back when we did our predictions. So that'd be a, a good thing for Morris if that is the case. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. They're tough white. I think you hit the nail on the head. They're so, so balanced that night to night you just don't know. And that can be a risk for us fantasy-wise. So as we continue to do this exercise, if a player isn't picked that you really enjoyed, again, understand this is – this is a volume proposition, and this does not exactly translate into wins, but it's a uh, fun exercise nonetheless. Why mm-hmm. you had some comparison with the Heisman? What was that again? Before we got on the mic, you, you had some great insight. Yeah, I mean they're going to give that award out soon, Ryan, and it's going to go to Caleb Williams more than likely, the quarterback for USC. Now, if you could give me any quarterback in college football, though. I don't know if I'm taking Caleb Williams necessarily, but he's putting up great numbers. So there's a difference between winning a conference player of the year award, for instance, who, uh, you know, I ended up getting on my team, but that wasn't my first overall pick in this draft. So again, just because you're putting up big fantasy numbers, that doesn't necessarily mean you're the best player in the conference or one of the best players in the conference per se. Uh, There's just so many different factors that have to be considered and, you know, applied, I guess, uh, to the two different circumstances. All righty. I got to make two final selections, I guess, huh, to wrap my squad you don't. Have, if you don't want to, I'll take them on my team, I guess, if, if that's the way you're looking no. at it. You get no, to, no, I get to. You get to. I get to. It's a privilege. Absolutely, it is a privilege. And uh, like we said before, these could win or lose the competition. And I have a feeling, at least week to week when we look at this, the numbers are going to be a lot tighter than they were last year, Wyatt. I just have a feeling. I didn't have a Hannah Geisfeld, and I'm making excuses, and and my players let me down, and uh, that's unfortunate. But uh, we're getting some new blood on the squad. We're getting some returners as well. And so I got two to go, and I got to go to New Ulm. And I was thinking of selecting this freshman, Wyatt, a little bit earlier, but I said, no, I'm going to wait, and I'm going to hope that she comes back around when I'm next on the clock. And so... As I come to the podium once more, and she's still there, and I have the opportunity to lock this thing in before the timer runs out, I'm not going to wait any longer to hand in the envelope to make sure that this selection is made in time, and we don't go like the Minnesota Vikings and not get a selection. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we will take, when I say we, Ryan and uh, all of his help for Ryan's squad, Lydia and again, I, I apologize. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly for Knights fans listening to this. I'm going to say Fate, Lydia Fate, the freshman guard out of Wisconsin, a Fox Valley Lutheran product for Martin Luther. Wyatt has been uberly impressive. We have one night that's already been taken and well-deserving for Jordan Heckendorf, but I think even admit she's maybe had a little bit of a slow start to the season, 
But Coach Garish's club is saying we got a ton of experience back. We talked about that in the season preview episode that we had a few weeks ago, Wyatt. I know you said that's a long time ago and you can barely remember that. But do you remember what I said? Martin Luther has so much production back, and that's a reason that I picked them as fourth in the conference here. As I confirm with my notes here, yes, I did have them at fourth. But they also got some new blood into the program as well that is not too shabby whatsoever, including Lydia Fate, and she... In six games that they've played so far this season, has been in double figures five times. She's the leading scorer. She's up there in rebounds. She's been on the floor more than any other night so far this season. And again, as I said before, and I'll say it again, Wyatt, this is a volume proposition that we are doing for fantasy basketball. And so I'm going to take some big-time volume from a team that I believe is going to take a considerable leap this year. So give me the freshman Lydia Fate for the Martin Luther College Knights. If you want me to just be honest, the more you try and like explain why you did it, it sounds like you're trying to justify yourself and you're making me almost doubt if you're making a good selection or not. You don't have to do that, Ryan. I believe that you made a good choice there. And yeah, that probably would have been my last pick if we got there. Uh, again, I kind of shy away from freshmen or people I don't know a whole lot about that that may end up hurting me here in this case but maybe people not you're need kinda, to earn your trust that that's how you more, roll in life more or less but well and, and I'm a very trusting guy Ryan but <laughs> I, I don't know you're kind of the opposite here with some of your selections so I guess we'll see which what strategy pays off but you do have one more pick now we each have one more pick you get to go first how are you going to wrap up uh, this this selection here and uh, set your squad for this season I do believe in young blood, Wyatt. That is for sure. And I have some experience on the roster as well. But I'm going to continue the theme of the young blood. This is not a freshman. But I was waiting till the end anyway to take this one. And this is one of those that I would highlight for the season has not started the way she would have liked it to. And I've seen it with my own two eyes as I'm now kind of giving it away here with the frustration that she's had where she's had good looks. And I can't tell you why they're not falling. She's getting to her right hand like she likes to do, playing through contact where she's had a lot of great finishes when we look back at the end of last year. Open three balls aren't falling, and she's a name that we brought up earlier. Is Riley Hershey going to take her place in the starting lineup? We'll wait and see, but I think sooner rather than later for Northwestern, Grace Landvik is going to figure it out. Figure it out, excuse me. And UMAC play hasn't started yet, so, you know, as far as the Eagles go, I'm just saying hopefully that she gets it going next weekend when they're playing crown and minnesota morris inside of the erickson center and i think she's going to figure it out eventually and it's not going to be a sophomore slump this whole season i cannot let this draft end without taking a player that i truly believe wyatt was one of the hottest players in the whole conference to end last season she down the stretch was the difference for northwestern to beat a bethany squad that had won 10 games in a row and she was a huge reason why northwestern was co-regular season champions and was the number two seed. She hasn't had the start she would have liked to, but things are going to change pretty soon. It just can't continue this way for too much longer, in my opinion. For the sophomore guard out of Roseville, give me Grace Landvik to finish out my squad. All right. I had a feeling you'd go back to Northwestern since they're a team you watch enough of. I mean, you know, you're going to go with what you can see and know and understand so I don't blame you for doing that at all and she certainly gets a lot of volume she just has not 
uh, been able to cash in, like you said, early on yet this year, but that could change in just a matter of moments. So uh, with my last selection here as we wrap up this draft, I'm going to go back to downtown U. So I do have I, I like to try Ooh. and stay away from that if I can. But uh, I do have uh, two players now from uh, downtown. You all have two from Morris. So, I mean, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're double dipping a little bit, but you almost have to when, you know, there's eight yep. teams in the conference. I'm not going to pick one player from each team more than likely <laughs> on either side. If it works out that way, great. But more than likely, you're going to have multiple people from teams. We're going to go and and pick someone that, again, I've kind of gone with uh, the post players, different people that can get lots of rebounds and contribute that way as well as score a little bit. And we are going to select Caitlin, is it Vander Plog? Vander Plog or Plague. One or one or the two. Again, we we gotta we gotta shore up our uh, pronunciations as announcers. You'd think we'd be good at that, but that's actually one of my worst things. Well, they're getting... new names. We haven't seen them on the floor. I know it's it's true. I just I'm saying I'll have some answers for you a little later on this year. I can tell you that. <laughs> for now, let's go Vander. I guess Plog play. I, I mean, which which one you want to go? I'm gonna You're go selecting Plog. Her. You yeah, make I'm gonna the go. I'm gonna go Plog. It's probably wrong. And again, I apologize for that. But that doesn't mean I haven't seen what she's been able to do on the court. Again, she's one of the leading rebounders so far in the conference. And over there at uh, North Central, I have a feeling just with the way, you know, their roster is made up this year, there's a lot of opportunities to do damage on that squad this year. And I think she ends up having a, a pretty good year. So I like that selection. I like the value in the eighth round. I'm happy getting her and uh, being able to round out my lineup. Fair enough. So as we take a 1,000-foot view, Mr. Morell has... A pair of Rams. He has a pair of Cougars as well. And then you have spread the love around with one Eagle, one Knight, one Lumberjill, and one Jacket. I have a pair of Vikings. Wyatt is just sleeping on Coach Jones's club. He well, thinks Hannah the, Geisfeld yeah, is yeah. gone, and all of a sudden you they have nothing the best left one, in the cupboard. So what do you want me to do? And he also is sleeping on uh, Bridgeport Tussler's club, the Crown College Polars. He thinks they are irrelevant. I have a pair of Polars. No, I'm just kidding. And so, uh, yeah, and I have a pair of Eagles as well. So you have two squads that are well represented, if you want to put it that way. I have three that I'm loading up on, Wyatt. So Crown, Northwestern, and Bethany, I'm going to be keeping my eyes on. And then obviously the whole league as well, as I got Kukowski and Fate as well. But yeah, how do you feel? Are you going to beat me again, at least on the woman's side? Uh, this doesn't. This is not like trying to take a shot or anything. No, but, you should be confident. Uh, well, well, I should be. I'm <laughs> saying a shot at myself. But like, no. I look at the rosters, and I mean, not that I'm. I, it's not as strong as it was a year ago, and obviously, I understand. I had the best player, Hannah Geisfeld. But just in general, I'm looking at the roster compared to yours. I'd say you have the more upside, just from the standpoint of who you selected. And I just kind of went with. I kind of went with what I knew, kind of like, you know, okay, I know I'm going to get points from all of these players, and then we'll see how it kind of turns out in the end. So we'll see which strategy pays off. I don't know. I, I am going to just let the chips fall where they may at this point, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I wouldn't have done it any differently looking back at it. I, I guess you having two and three and going with Meyer and Hagen, I think they're going to be huge for you this year, and we'll see if my top selections then, you know, kind of in rounds two and three then after that with Christian and Talso kind of pick up uh, production because you know this usually it was one last year with the number one overall pick normally that's not the case though it's the picks in the upper to middle portion of the rounds that do the damage for you so we'll see what happens there but uh, time will tell 
Yeah, that was fun. I agree. There's definitely more unknowns than last year. I think it was more difficult for a number of reasons, and that goes much further than just Hannah Geisfeld. So without further ado, Wyatt, if you are ready, we're, we're only halfway done. I mean, we, we got to move over. Yeah, as you say, we, we do, and I, I don't want to rush through it, but uh, you're right. We could probably pick it up a little bit, I guess, but lots of compelling stuff, so it was good. Yeah, it was, we're giving it was people good. stuff to chew on, Wyatt. I mean, that's why we didn't even record last week because we just absolutely vomited out, sorry for that image, a ton of great content to chew on with both of our preview pods. So we gave some extra time for people to marinate in that before we got back because we're just laying it on thick once more in this one. Alrighty, well here we go. Number one pick on the men's side. No, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm moving along here, Ryan. You got the number one pick, and you said that you wanted the number one pick because I gave you the choice, and you took it on the men's side, giving me the number one pick on the women's side. Why was that? Who are you going with at number one here? Well, and I appreciate you allowing me to do that, Wyatt. Uh, I want you to guess first. Who do you think I'm gonna take? Well, I know who I would take, so if you don't take this person, that means I would get them then the next time through here with my second overall selection or then in the second round. Okay, there's unknowns with Cade Carroll, obviously. We need to just, you know, talk about that and get that out there. He missed some games last year, and since the Gus Davis game, which we mentioned, I think, the last time we were on the pod— he hasn't really been playing. We don't know the extent exactly, 15th or what's of November. Yep. Yeah, we don't know the extent. Ex- we don't know the extent exactly, but obviously he's dealing with some sort of injury. He left the game. It even mentioned it in the write-up, Ryan, where they said he had to leave the game in the first half, and he was putting up another big performance in that game. If he was healthy and we knew everything that's going on there, he'd be the number one overall selection. I don't think there's really any question about that. But since we don't know if he's going to be healthy for the start of conference play or what's going to end up happening there, I I don't know if I want anything to really do with him right now. I, I'm sure you're not going to take him number one overall. We'll probably take him later on. We'll just kind of have to wait and see what happens. So with that being the case... I'd probably go with the guy that's going to more than likely lead the conference in scoring in Micah Filer. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah, I cannot pass on this guy. The super senior old man out of Sacktown, that is Sacramento, California, Micah Filer. Volume is the name of the game, and he is going to carry the load in Coach Becker's first season. He talked about the special relationship that he has with him. When we talked to Coach Becker, <coughs> excuse me, uh, back in September, and so you knew Wyatt that I, I had to go with Micah here. Yeah, and I don't blame you. Like I said, that's who I would have took if he was still there, or with the number one selection again, just not knowing uh, enough about Cade Carroll right now and what what's going to end up kind of happening there. So cannot fault you for that. So now I get picks two and three though. So this is where I got to try and cash in and do some of my damage here. And this is what I'm going to do with the first selection I have. I'm going to go to Mankato, and I'm going to go with a guy that we interviewed on this pod, Ryan, a year ago. I'm going to go Hunter Nielsen. Remember, wow. remember, block, wow. block shots count as a point as well, you know? So give oh, me I some know. more blocks this year. He's a guy I think that can score a lot. Remember, they've been so guard-oriented in years past, and he's still been able to put up numbers. I think he's going to be one of the big focal points of this offense this year. So just imagine the kind of numbers he could potentially put up this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm disappointed that you took him. I can't totally fault you, but you're normally a guard type of guy that you uh, that's on true. maybe some forwards. But why? you know me, I always say we need more love and we need more action where you just pound it down low and you literally say, official, lock eyes with me, take the whistle, put it in your pocket, okay? And just let these big men go to work and let's have some body blows and see what happens. 
Mr. Nielsen's old school. He's going to block shots. He's going to mm-hmm. get a ton of rebounds. He's going to have the jump hook. I'm a little surprised, but I, I applaud the selection. I know I, you're very often partial to guards. So that's a big you, step for you. You got to adapt, adjust, and make changes, right? You can't just be stuck in your ways. And I'm, I'm evolving, Ryan. And the one thing that does concern me is as a big guy, you can get in foul trouble sometimes, and then you know you have to sit out. But I'm going to trust him not to be in foul trouble on a consistent basis and actually get minutes and put up monster stat lines night in and night out. So I'm going there with pick number one. Pick number two. I'm going to go to Northwestern. I'm going to go with Kyle Kamink, and he he's back, or at least we think he's back. I mean, you watched him, right? Uh, or, or were they away for their last game? I can't remember where they've been playing or not. But They he, were home. They were they home were last home. Tuesday. He yep. came back, and he looked good, according to that. These were your words. You said he looked good. And I'm looking at their roster right now. They've played five games this year. Uh, the leading scorer on the team, just from a point standpoint, Micah Posternich, he has 61 points. Kyle has 58, and he's played three games. So <laughs> that just goes to show you a little bit of what he can do. He can grab rebounds. He's he's really the do-it-all kind of guy this year for them. And if he stays healthy, which I hope he does, because you want to see the best players play throughout the course of a season, he's just going to put monster numbers, I think, for that team on a consistent basis. Yeah, I'm not too surprised there, Wyatt, since he took – Kyle Kamink as your player of the year on the men's side, and we kind of went that way on the women's side as well as it worked out that way. So I did not expect him to get back to me here for my second selection, so I'm not too surprised. Do I go back to that same squad, though? Do I go with Northwestern here, or do we go with a different squad altogether? Because now it gets a little more difficult because Micah was far and away the number one, Hunter maybe a little bit of a surprise based on what you selected. But now from here, I think we could go a couple different directions with what we go here. But as I look back at what we kind of talked about in our predictions episode here, as I got so many papers that I'm trying to sift through right now, um, everything changes with this because of the unknown with Caden Carroll, like what we talked about. If we were squared away with everything, he would have already been off the board. But that also complicates things for Crown. Because if you can say that he's out for large portions of this conference campaign, we hope that's not the case. Don't get me wrong, Wyatt. We hope that's not the case and that he's back on the floor as soon as possible. But with not knowing when he's going to be back, that makes it really difficult. Because when he's not on the floor, and we've seen it the last chunk of games, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, Seth Royston's got to be taken soon, Wyatt. Like, he's going to do stuff on both ends of the floor. And he had a massive game where he stepped out and is drilling three balls left and right for that squad. And basically, if he can step out and do that and be a force on the defensive end as well, then he's probably got to go right here. But is this too early to take a guy like that when Cade could be back and not miss too much time? We'll wait and see again, folks. A reminder, conference play is coming up real, real quickly it's next Friday. Crown is going to be at Northwestern in a rematch of the UMAC final, and we're going to talk about that plenty more next week, okay? Do not worry about that. We will get to that most definitely. But I'm going to go back to a squad that we've already talked about through three picks. I'm going to go back to Mankato. It's been about as good of a start as you could ask for for Coach Garvin and his club. Technically, they have one loss, but Really, they don't because that was an exhibition at D2 Minnesota State. And Wyatt, they put up 98 against Minnesota State Mankato. Yeah, they lost the game, but they can go up and down with a lot of teams that they're going to play this season. A guy that 
I haven't heard of has had a really good start to the season, and I'm not going to name him right now, but then he's cooled off the last couple of games. One guy that I mentioned a couple weeks ago in our season preview that I've had my eye on to start this season stepping into a bigger role with Kyrie gone, with Brian Smith gone. I'm a big fan of Hunter Nielsen, like we talked about moments ago, and it's unfortunate that he's already off the board, but I am going to go to a guard in Mankato, and I'm going to take the transfer from St. John's, a guy who's a walking bucket who's going to have the ball in his hands more often this season, ultra-efficient, Good three-point shooter is going to distribute it as well. Give me Drew Sagdahl for the Bethany Lutheran Vikings for my number two pick. All right, and then what about number three? And then I'll give you my thoughts on both of them. Yeah, so this this is where it gets a little more interesting. We could almost go back to one of the squads that we've already mentioned again. If Northwestern's going to be near the top, you could take a second player for them or... In my opinion, I have Crown as number one, and I think they're going to win the whole thing, but you know, it's a huge wild card with Cade not there because he could be taken later. If he's out, though, Royston's going to be huge. Like I said, I just keep repeating myself here, and I know this is very annoying to listen to probably, but I feel, Wyatt, that I can't wait any longer because Cade may be out, and this is total speculation, folks, okay? But we've seen some injuries in the past. He's dealing with one clearly with what we've seen with him not playing over the last chunk of games. If he's out for extended time, I could not forgive myself, Wyatt, if I let this pick pass without taking Seth Royston. I don't feel like I could sleep at night if I look back and say, you know (laughs) what, Cade missed all this time, and I could have taken Royston, and he could potentially win this exercise on the men's side for one of our squads, I have to take Seth Royston right here. There has been injury complications, yes, but through four games, he's averaging just a clip under 27 points a game, eight rebounds per game as well. And oh, by the way, Wyatt, now he, no, I'm reading the Ron stats. Those are Kate's stats. I'm sorry. He's averaging 18 points and five rebounds a game. But the big number I want to mention, Wyatt, if he can start to stroke it from deep like he's been early this season, 47% from downtown. They're not the you know, eye-popping numbers I mentioned for Cade, and that's why, obviously, that's such a huge piece. But Seth Royston, man, the, the ceiling is super high for him. I think he's going to take it to the next level this season. So give me Mr. Royston as my number three selection. All right. Well, I don't fault you for that, especially with the unknowns with Cade. And, you know, I got my big guy already, so I you can you can have your big guy. We each have one of the elite big guys now in this conference. And like you said, I, I think the outside part is the biggest thing. Like if he can do that consistently from outside the paint and have success, that just takes his game to a whole new level and makes him tough to guard. So I don't fault you for that one. Uh, you know, I, I don't really fault you going to Mankato either there and taking a guy that, like you said, played in the Mayak, came on over, and is probably going to score a lot for a team that likes to get up and down traditionally, and he could be another one of those guys that has a lot of production. So I don't fault you with either of those picks. I will say this. I have a feeling that it's going to be tough to have all eight teams represented because of how top-heavy like as far as players go, like with some of these teams, because I know with my next two picks here, I'm going to go back to Northwestern with one of them, not this first one, but then I will go back there uh, with a pick here in just a minute. I'm going to go with this first pick to Superior, 
and I'm going to go with a guy that I think he had a triple-double even at one point last year. He's a guy that really runs this squad, and we talked so much about the guys they lost coming into this year that transferred to Bethany. A guy that stayed, though, I think I had him on my team last year, Javon Walker. I'm going to pick him here in this spot again because I think he has to have a lot of production over there. He's got some help. Uh, certainly it's not just him, but I think he's going to be the main driving force, dishing out the ball, being able to score still, and just do some other things for that team. So I'm going to take him, and then I'm going to go back to Northwestern with my next pick. And honestly, I went back and forth a little bit on which one I wanted to take because there's a couple of great options still, I think. And when it was all said and done, uh, I decided I'm going to go with Henry Fonboulet, who was your, remember, player of the year pick in the preseason last year. So you're obviously very high on him. And he's a guy that gets a lot of rebounds again for this team. Um, I think he still has a lot of upside scoring the basketball as well. He's averaging just under 12 a game right now, and I still think he hasn't hit his ceiling there. So uh, I'm going to go Henry Fonboulet with that pick, and uh, that'll send it back to you for at least two. Yeah, I was thinking why, you know, if you took one of the Northwestern guys, I was going to have to snag at least one of them here in the two picks that I have. And Henry's another guy. I mean, you're you're trying to fill up partially what I had on my roster. And, yes, you were right. You did take Javon Walker last season in the fifth round. Now you take him in the third round. I took Henry last year in the fourth round. Now you take him in the fourth round before I can take him this season, and he's going to be a huge factor for Northwestern, but I think not far behind He's also a captain on this squad. We've already taken two of the three Northwestern captains. We think they're going to have another really good season. And all three of these guys, and I'm going to mention the third guy now that will have been taken off the board, they're all double can uh, excuse me, let me say that again, double, double candidates each and every night they step on the floor. As you mentioned earlier, Wyatt, we don't get extra points for double doubles. Actually, should we reevaluate that no. right now? No, I know. No, <laughs> that's, hey, that's we're not idea. doing that to Bauman. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But all that is to be said, I have to take the third and final captain for Northwestern. Two have already been taken. I will take Caleb Hoyleen. He really came on at the end of last season. Now he's a starter. He's going to get plenty of minutes. He can stroke it from deep. He's going to grab a lot of rebounds as well. And he's got a game on the block too. So give me the junior out of Minneapolis, Mr. Hoyleen. All right, all right. Pick, I have, pick number five. I have pick number five as we are through eight selections so I've spread the love around I got a ram a polar a viking and an eagle do I dip back into the same jar here or do we waver a little bit because like you mentioned why it feels kind of top heavy more so on this side than the other side just based on who are going to be the big number getters for each side if you will so I want a well rounded player here who's going to fill up the stat sheet in a number of different categories all that is to be said i'm going to go back to the well in mankato and this could be a little early season bias but i like guys you know i took filer early hoyleen i think is another good example too guys who are going to stay on the floor i don't think they're going to get hurt at all i'm not worried about their durability they're going to play huge minutes and they're going to find a way to continue to put up stats for their respective clubs. So that being said, this guy is going to rebound the basketball, he's going to share the basketball, and he's going to score the basketball, and he's maybe not the most prolific scorer, but he's going to stay on the floor and give me a ton of different stats, and he's barely going to miss any time. Give me Mason Ackley, the transfer from Superior, now a Viking, 
and Bethany fans have liked what they have seen thus far from Mr. Ackley this season. Yeah, they got four guys over there right now that are in the top seven in scoring early on in the UMAC. He's one of them. I That's kind of remarkable. I mean, think about that. It is. No, it is. And he's probably a guy I would have selected here with one of my next two picks if you hadn't taken him. I liked him last year a lot. I think he has a lot to offer. So uh, I applaud you there for that one. And then obviously taking Hoyleen as well. I mean, can't really go wrong. He's a guy, like you said, a lot of double-double opportunities can do a lot for that team. So uh, do not fault you there with either of those picks. But it does open the door for a couple of selections that I want to make now. So with that being said... I think it's time. You know what I'm alluding it's to? Time. You're taking Cade. I'm going to take Cade Carroll, and here's why. Yeah. I don't think – and be honest, if if I didn't take him with one of these two picks, would you select him with one of your next two? He or? probably – yep, he probably wasn't going to stay on the board for your next turn. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I was worried about. So it might even be a little high right now to take him just not knowing for sure what's going to happen. But here's the deal. If it is just a minor issue – and he only misses a game or two, and again, I oh, think yeah. he missed. Oh, yeah, then it's a steal. Then it's a yeah, major exactly. steal. Because, again, I think he maybe missed a game or two last year in conference play. I can't remember exactly for sure, but his numbers, uh, he can go off the charts with what he's able to do. He was tearing it up against Gus Davis before he had to come out. He's had a couple of other big performances. He's a preseason player of the year candidate, so I uh, could not allow him to get back to you and have the opportunity for you to take him. So I'm going to go with Cade Carroll, and then I'm going to go with a guy I had on my team a year ago, and we're going over to Northland with this selection. What do we always talk about, Ryan? We talk about volume, and Jordan Brennan is a guy that should have a lot of volume again this year over there. So uh, didn't necessarily put up the biggest numbers last year in conference play, but I I think he's got an opportunity to have a good year over there, and uh, I'm going to give a little love to Northland, and uh, I'm going to welcome him back to the squad as we try to go back-to-back once again. Yeah, he was another guy for your squad last year, Wyatt, who was super consistent. I mean, he didn't miss many games, if any, for Coach Sorensen's club, and he was a big reason why your depth played into it for why you took me down last year on the men's side as well. And, yeah, I don't fault that one whatsoever. I would have taken him, I can tell you that, if you didn't take him off the board. So that's our first lumberjack off the board. And so now we start to look at, okay, Who hasn't been represented? Do we go back to the well? What have we seen thus far? And injuries play a huge, huge role in this wide, okay? I don't know if you remember our men's preview because that was a couple weeks ago, and again, I keep bringing that up. But we're kind of tying this all together as we talk about where teams are early this season as we do our fantasy basketball picks and make our selections here. Do you remember a name that I said to watch? He's in the top four or five names for a guy that has to be real good, probably first team good, to elevate his team to the next level. Do you know who I'm alluding to? Or do you need another hmm. hint? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Was it Morris? It was Morris. It you was. The name on Morris. Oh, now I can't remember the name, though. Uh, well, I do, but I can't. It's not coming to me. I'm going to know it as soon as you say it. He was. He transferred in, right? Yes, he did transfer in from Division Two Concordia St. Yeah. Paul. He's what, what, been there now for a few years, though. What's What's the name? Noah Conagies. Yeah, that's right. That's I, I, and I would have never have been able to guess that or get that to come to my head, but I, I knew exactly who you were talking about. I like that pick. So if he stays on the floor, I mean, I'm confident that he 
you know, pick up big numbers. But that's the question. And you rolled the dice with Cade Carroll, and he's a huge roll of the dice, and he's a massive variance because he's already put up massive numbers this year, and we have no questions about when he is on the floor. Now, for Mr. Conageezer, the Cougars have played six games. He's only been on the floor for three of them. But what do I care about most? Monday of this week, UMAC v. Mayak, shout out to the Cougars. They took down the Aggies on the road. Who led them in scoring? Noah Conageezer. So, he's on the floor now, and as far as I know, he is healthy at the moment. If he stays on the floor, and I didn't take him after all those things I said a couple weeks ago, I wouldn't be able to forgive myself. So, much like I said <laughs> with Seth Royston, in order for me to sleep at night, if this guy goes off, he has to be on my team. I'm taking the first Cougar, Noah Conageezer, as my sixth selection. Uh, I just got to make sure I spell his name correctly here. That's why I paused. Yeah, I'm not even going to bother. I'm just putting down Noah K at this point, and then I'll go back later and make sure I get it right. But at this point, like you said, that's your sixth selection. We each got two more. You're going to pick one here, and then I'm going to get two, and then you'll have the last one. So we're really down to where you can maybe get a steal here, let's say, potentially get a winner at this stage of the draft. Where are you going with pick number seven? Well, it's uh, it's one squad that I've already picked two guys from, but it may be early season bias. But even if they lose this season, some games here and there, and they lose some ones down the stretch where they can't finish a game. And we talked about that with Coach Garvin in early November, Wyatt, about them trying to correct that this season. But I am continuing to go back to the well. If they're going to keep scoring, even if they don't win, I am going to benefit from it. And it's a guy that I've been surprised by and my eyebrows have you know raised with a name that I wasn't necessarily looking at heading into the season that has been really good for Bethany so far helping them to their 5-0 and start I'm going to take as I lose my tab here drum roll please back to what I need to get to here but you Thank don't you even know the, the name though I mean you should know I the do name. know the name I mean come Jax on. Madsen the sophomore Mankato East product for the Vikings. I already got Sagdahl, who right now is their leading scorer. Madsen isn't far behind. He's also stroking it from deep at a high level at 43%. He's going to get the volume. He's going to have plenty of helpers as well. And I'll continue to say it. Coach Garvin, if you're listening, Vikings fans, if you're listening, Hunter, I wanted to take you. Believe me, bud. I wanted to take you on my squad. But Wyatt gave me really no choice on that one. I, I need to have parts of this offense, though, Wyatt. So I have three Vikings through seven picks. Is that absolutely ridiculous do i have too many eggs in the basket or is that going to allow me to beat you this season well it's going to go one of two ways it's either going to work out great for you or it's going to be the terrible because like you said <laughs> you've got three guys from the same team so i would never do that personally in an 18 never. league like this never I, wow unless you've got like three all-americans and you can somehow wow. get all three of them on okay. your team you know what i mean oh. like Otherwise, I mean, you're going to be just sunk if they, they hit a cold spell and, you know. I will be. <laughs> so, so I mean, you're really banking on Stay the, healthy, the Vikings guys. this year. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, uh, it, it's a bold strategy. And, and honestly, I kind of like how it's shaped up because I feel like I got the best one over there from a fantasy standpoint with uh, Nielsen. So, uh, I got to be honest. I like the way the men's side is shaping up for me right now. No offense, but that's the way we'll I view it. see where you go with your final two. Here we go. That's true. And this is where, honestly, this is as tough as it's been for me I felt pretty good about all the other picks I've made up to this point haven't had to put a ton of thought into it 
This is where it gets a little bit trickier. I am going to go to crown with one of these selections and uh, double dip there because obviously I just took Cade Carroll. And, you know, this could benefit me even if he ends up not being on the court too. So I, I guess I could look at it that way as well. But I'm going to go there. I went back and forth with two different guys. I'm not going to take both of them. But uh, the one I ended up settling on was Jacob Van Dam. And, of course, baseball mm. player, uh, we had him on the pod, right? Back, yep. like, last year, yeah. So we, we've had him on the pod, baseball guy, so I, I can really appreciate and respect that as a former baseball player myself. Uh, and, and a guy that can really fill it up at times. Pretty good shooter, does some other things for him. So I'm going to go with Jacob Van Dam. Again, if Kate Carroll doesn't play, uh, he, you know, is only going to benefit more from that. So at least I have that going for me as well if, uh, you know, Carroll ends up not playing a whole lot. So uh, we're going to go with JVD, as we call him, Jacob Van Dam. And now my last pick, and this is where it's, again, just kind of, what, what do I want to do here? There's a lot Take of different a ways. Take a wild card. Go down on the board, Wyatt. Well, Take I mean, a big swing. Come on. We're at the point we're already down on the board. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? So, uh, all right, not knowing hardly anything at this point in time uh, about him, uh, why not? Don't like you it. said. Don't do it. Do you know who I'm going to say? <laughs> I just don't want you to say one name. Is it Seth Veers from Martin Luther? Go ahead. Take him. <laughs> well, now maybe I don't want to because I want to steal your guy. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you took all the bet. No, you, you already guys, said it. We, you already we said have it. <laughs> all the top scorers at this point in time in play. I, I got a couple of Northwestern I guys have interrupted you just on saying. my squad. No, I, I am. I'm, I'm going to go with Seth Veers. Every okay. team now is represented on the men's side nice as guy. well. That's that's well, not that's why nice I guy. did it. It's it's because <laughs> I look at Martin Luther and I look at the production so far. They've actually played seven games, Ryan. So that's a pretty big sample size, I feel like, at this point in time. And I look at a guy like him, and he's putting up decent numbers. He's in the top ten in scoring right now, and I think he can be a guy that can continue that trend throughout the year. And honestly, at this point, I just I don't want to take somebody from a team that I've already selected two guys from, and I don't really like the other options. So I'm going to go with him, and uh, that's how I'll wrap things up. I am pumped that you did not take the guy that I am I am I missing a clear one here or something, or do you just really like someone? Senior out of Chatfield, Minnesota. I think he could be the best player on this team. Where. They're a wild card. They're going to dig in Coach Polkowski's club. They're going to defend big time. Can they get enough scoring, though, to compete with some of the teams that we feel like are going to compete for a conference championship when we're talking about the Crowns, the Northwesterns, the Bethanies of the world? Joseph Fahrenholtz, Wyatt, is the guy that I'm talking about. He has had a big-time start to the season for Superior. I don't vote you for taking Javon Walker when you did in the third round. But, Wyatt, their leading scorer so far is Mr. Fahrenholtz, just under 17 per game. He's also shooting over 50% from the field like Mr. Walker. He's also their leading rebounder. I know it's early, and with so many of these things I've said about Bethany guys and now about Fahrenholtz, you could be saying, wow, this guy's literally only basing this on what he's seen early in the season. So be it if you want to say that. What I have right now, he's third in the conference in scoring, and he's fourth in the conference in rebounding. I'm going to have some double-doubles on my squad this season. I like the guard play as well. But give me Mr. Fahrenholtz, who could end up being the darling of this whole thing, Wyatt, and help deliver a championship to my squad on the men's side of things. We need some redemption. 
There are some wild cards on both sides. How do you feel, Wyatt, now that the board has been filled out? Quickly to recap, you have a pair of eagles, a pair of polars, and then you spread the love around. I have a trio of Vikings, which you think is just absolutely ludicrous. Crazy, Why in crazy, the world would I, crazy. <laughs> would I ever do that? But then from there, I have a ram, a polar, a cougar, and a jacket, and an eagle. So, I don't know. How's this going to go? I have a confession to make. Yep. <laughs> I totally forgot about him. Yeah, otherwise, I felt, otherwise, I like you did. <laughs> otherwise, I would have took him there. So that's that's no, on me. I think me. you just disrespected him. I We're don't disrespect it that way. Him. You disrespect that's... Mr. Farenholtz. Well, I guess I'll feed. And him I'm going to remind you of it throughout the to. year. Hey, I'm that's fine. Remind you. That's fine. I I totally I ah oh, see, and I knew I was going to do something <laughs> like that because I'm writing them down on my phone, and it's not like you do a fantasy football draft on like ESPN or something where they take the names off for you. So you got to be fully engaged paying attention and i thought i was but for some reason i totally skipped over hey, him and hey that's why you go pen and paper i guess so that's what i guess so doing. there you go old school wins out but and i don't have any regrets taking javon walker when i did like you said i mean i, I think he's still gonna put up big numbers i absolutely would have took farron holtz if i could have nothing against my guy who is now on my team he's yeah, become my guy seth, nice Beers. seth i mean seth, seth, is, seth is gonna put up big numbers and it's gonna work out for me anyways but uh, you, you definitely got a good pick there. There's a lot of compelling storylines on both sides of things. I feel better about my team on the men's side than the women's side as far as taking you down goes. But we'll see how it plays out. A lot of it has to do with when Cade Carroll returns. I'm just kind of taking yeah. the hit there if he misses a couple of games and saying, that's okay, he's going to make up for it when he is playing. And if he ends up not playing uh, hardly at all, if for some reason something happens, then I'll just have to live with that result. But he was worth the risk when I took him. Uh, I like my other picks up near the top. And uh, let the chips fall where they may, as I say. We'll see what I happens. I will say you took two player of the year candidates and I got one in Micah as well, but you know, Kyle and Kate have both battled injuries throughout the last couple of years. And you know that, and you're willing to yeah. take the risk oh, yeah. on that, but no, that's something yeah. to watch. And then I'm not immune from it either, but the guy I took who has the biggest risk in that department, at least in my opinion, would be Noah Conagieser in the sixth round. And yeah. so if he doesn't play a ton, I'm hoping it doesn't hurt me a lot. But if he does play a lot, then I think he should have been a top half selection in this thing. I think he can be that good. I, so I couldn't we'll take him. I couldn't take a Morris player. They just disappointed me so much last year. I just haven't Disrespect. gotten over it. Wow. I haven't gotten over Tell it. Tell them how you really think. They just, you know, they let me down. I was thinking they were gonna have a great year. I was high on them, and I just, I, I haven't gotten over that. So I'm holding a little bit of a grudge there. But uh, I don't fair. fault, I don't fault you with that one. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how this shapes up. Even my pick with uh, Fonboule in the fourth round, though, I feel like I got good value with that one. So I, I feel like overall, it, uh, it went pretty well, all things considered. And, and you, I'm willing to give you Filer with that number one pick being how the rest of it played out. You know who's probably upset with us again? Well, Michael Ladd didn't get picked again, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know I thought about that to make us pay. Well, and, and I thought about that because I was looking through the picks. And I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to take him or when. He... And again, he's a great player, but he doesn't score enough. Uh, you know, he gets a lot of assists, does a lot of other things. Doesn't really score enough though from a fantasy perspective. And again, he calmed down and came back to earth a little bit last year towards the end after he had like those big monster games early in the season in conference play. So he's gonna try and make us pay, and I'm I'm here for it. Honestly, let's see what he does. That's, that's the telling thing, and I mentioned it Wyatt three weeks ago in our men's preview. 
I said for the Polars to be at that level, and remember, at least at that moment, we're going to redo this exercise next week as we start to look ahead, but I pick Crown to be number one overall. But I think Mike has got to be more selfish and shoot the basketball more. Get this, Wyatt. You're totally right. Through seven games, he's only shot the ball 29 times. That's averaging just about four field goal attempts a game. And again, he doesn't need to, though, for them to be successful either. That's the thing. They have so many other weapons and options. So, uh, If Kate is playing. If he's not, this is all changing. Well, and even if he's not, though, there's still other guys that are going to get just as many looks before Micah. Anyway, so I, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't personally pull the trigger on that one. We'll see, though. You know, there's going to be somebody, and maybe it'll be him again, that definitely scores in the top 16 and then that we Polar did not And then fans select. and Micah let us hear about it. And be they like, will, too. They're big so followers of the pod, so they will, <laughs> they will let us know if it happens. But uh, I would love for him to have a monster year and, and us, you know, be, be wrong about that. I, I, I would think that's great. I'm here for it. So we'll see what I, happens. Another candidate is Seth Fuquay up there as well. The uh, and again, I for I, missing. I stayed away from him, and you can speak to this a little bit, and then you know we should probably speed things up here, I guess. But yep. uh, they're still trying to figure things out there at Northwestern. I feel like a little bit. Would you agree with that? With their combinations, who's playing when? It just kind of seems like they haven't quite found their groove yet, and that's happened in years past and you know they lose some of their games early in the season but it just kind of seems like something's off right now with that team yeah I mean they they get it together when they really need to get it together but I mean it is similar I think in a way to what we just talked about with Micah is how many times is he going to be assertive and shoot the basketball I mean it doesn't really compare I what did I just say he's played seven games and Micah shot it 29 times I mean Seth has played five games and he shot it 49 times so he's up there for Northwestern and they're so balanced, Wyatt. I mean, you got Kyle leading the way, like you mentioned. He's only played three games, but he's averaging just a clip under 20. But then you got Micah, 12, Caleb, 12, Henry, just under 12, and Seth at 11. So, I mean, they're so balanced. Yeah. Could that actually hurt him? Is that he doesn't really ever explode, and he's consistently at near that 10-point mark, and he's got some helpers here and there as well? I think that'll be the big tell if he takes it to the next level, Wyatt, personally, is if he is a true distributor – and getting big numbers in the assist category because that could be the role he plays for Northwestern, as we talked about a few weeks ago, that more traditional point guard role. So it's interesting, but those are you know two names of people listening saying Fuquay should have been taken and Ladd should have been taken, two names that you know we'll obviously talk about a lot this season. Before we go, really quickly, a UMAC Mayak update. And, you know, I didn't necessarily, I debated if I wanted to do this. It's not going great really. Like, it was a lot better last year. I guess on the men's side, they're seven and eight, so they're not terrible. It's and not again, bad. Uh, that's, that's uh, up to date based on what I've seen. Maybe I missed a game here or there, so this is just my eyes. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I have them seven and eight. And then on the women's side, just two and six. So, uh, not as strong of a showing there. So in total, 9-14, and 14, plenty of time. Still some non-conference opportunities to make up for that. So we'll see what ends up happening there. But uh, that's an update on our UMAC versus MIAC, which we like to include a little bit. Uh, like Ryan said, we'll be previewing conference games by this time or around this time next week. Uh, it, it, it's just remarkable how quick it's gone. We're looking forward to it, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Any closing thoughts from you here before we sign off? No, I mean, just to piggyback on what you said, I've had this, <clears throat> excuse me, December 9th circled on my calendar for some time for a number of reasons, okay? But, you know, UMAC basketball is back on that day, Wyatt. And do you like that? 
that it's kind of like what we see, what we're going to see this weekend in Big Ten college basketball. I know you and I are big D1 hoops fans and some people listening are as well, where we get that little bit of a taste before we hit the Christmas break for these programs and then we get back to it in the new year? Or would you say, let's just have it all go and let's not have this little tease where we get into it and we're super excited and then we got to wait another month for more UMAC hoops? Mixed feelings because, like you said, it's nice to have a back so early, but at the same time, under no circumstances should Crown be traveling to play Northwestern <laughs> on the first day of conference in early December. Just my opinion. You know the what I mean? The schedule makers didn't yeah. set when, that up correctly. I don't know. I don't know when the schedule comes out or when they make that decision, but yeah, no. Personally, those are games you want to see towards the end of the year in the thick of things, because uh, that's going to be a game that alters the race tremendous you know like tremendously like the trajectory of this conference where those teams are going to finish a lot of that is dependent or potentially dependent upon this game so uh, it'll be fun to have it so early in the season but at the same time I kind of wish some of those were later in the year so I have mixed feelings about it I tend to lean towards just doing it all in the new year or towards the new year when you get the opportunity uh, to just kind of play it all and get rolling so mixed feelings all that being said, tune in next week. Wyatt and I will both be excited to preview all of the UMAC matchups ahead. That's uh, all we really got for this one, Wyatt. If you don't have anything else to add, I can uh, uh, wrap things up here and close this thing out. Take us out. Best of luck to you on your fantasy basketball squads. And once Same again, to you. shout out to Matthew Bauman for being willing to put up with us and listen through all of this and mark down the teams, put it in the spreadsheet. Uh, does Also, I never wished him a happy birthday, so happy birthday because I know he's going to listen to this, or, or maybe he won't actually. Maybe he turned it off right before he got to this point, but I hope he hears this. We'll find out uh, his birthday was recently, so happy birthday to him. But that's all I got. Yeah, plenty of uh, good things to look forward to, folks, that Wyatt and I are Looking forward to getting to as we continue to build and build and build this thing. And we will really turn the dial big time when we flip into the new year. But rest assured, we are still doing our best to get more coaches on the podcast. As always, if there is a player and or a coach that you think you guys you know, have got to interview, that's what you're saying when you're listening to this and you have any suggestions, we're always open for them. Questions, comments, concerns, feedback about the product you are listening to, please do not hesitate to let us know. We would love to hear from you. The inbox is open, UAO the UMAC at gmail.com, or DMs are open as well. You can slide into those unlike any other, the UMAC. You can search us on Twitter, which is still up right now. We're not going to get into that, but some people were predicting that Twitter would just be done by this point but hey it's still up it's a miracle no i'm not going to get into that whole charade but uh anyway also things to look forward to next week as we mentioned there's conference games so next week we are going to release our first round of predictions between wide and i and we're going to pick all the matchups on the loaded slate both men's and women's side for games on december the 9th that's the friday night and then on saturday the 10th as well so looking forward to that and next week, we lock them in. We make any adjustments if we choose to do that for our predictions 1 through 8 in the standings. We did that in the season preview episodes that you listened to earlier on in November. But we're going to lock those in real quick and make any critiques and adjustments if need be on both sides next week as well. So busy next week. Rest assured we are, as we speak, I can assure you, communicating 
with people to get them on for interviews that we know that you enjoy. So keep an eye out for that. We hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. We are really looking forward to conference play getting underway. But as the great Mike Tice would say, and this applies for the Minnesota Vikings that Wyatt and I are sure enjoying watching right now, enjoy the season. The dream is in the process, folks, and we are loving the ride. Hope you are as well on Unlike Any Other, the UMAC.